0: Cool.fm is the perfect station for music lovers who enjoy a mix of adult pop modern country, and classic hits. Our unique blend of different genres creates an awesome listening experience that you won't find anywhere else. With Cool.fm, you don't have to constantly change stations to hear the music you love. Just download the Live 365 app and start listening to our curated selection of modern adult and country hits, as well as the classics you know and love. So tune in to Cool.fm and start enjoying the best of all your favorite music in one place. Hi, I'm Wells Thompson, co-creator of Depths, now available on Kickstarter. You're watching and listening to Two Geeks Talking.
1: Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Two Geeks Talking is an entertainment industry interview show where we interview the creative people from the comic, film, TV, movie, and video game industries. And of course, I'm your host, Kurt Sasso. We're joined today by one of two halves of an amazing team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, math is not my strong suit. (laughs) They were on the show in the past before, but we are joined by the first half of the two. Wells Thompson, of course, the creator of Mechatime, Frankenstein the Unconquered, which we had on last time. And now a brand new comic called Depths. How are you doing today?
0: Doing pretty well. Yeah, enjoying myself.
1: For those that don't know anything about yourself as a creative person, tell us who you are and what you're bringing to Two Geeks Talking
0: absolutely uh my name is wells thompson i'm a comic writer uh based out of chicago illinois yeah i write a whole host of things mechaton frankenstein the unconquered uh most recently depths there's no real genre (laughs) centered to all of them just fun character focused stories uh that usually deal with tentacles of some variety
1: they're not the tentacles that are from the far east it's just in this case it's the depth of the sea
0: yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, sometimes it's kaiju, sometimes it's uh, cosmic aliens, sometimes it's uh, giant squid. But there's always tentacles. (laughs) That that
1: sounds like it should be a restaurant. There's always tentacles. Just, you know, the perfect uh, name for it. Depths is the, of course, your brand new campaign here. It's an amazing trailer. You have beautiful artwork there as well. To, you're just one part of an amazing team here. Who is, of course, the team that works with you on this particular. Comic series.
0: Absolutely. So we have uh, Dalton Shannon, my co-writer and and editor and and very best friend. We've been working together for a long time. Uh, he he co-writes almost everything with me. There's some stuff that we're doing uh, individually now, but it's mostly the the team. There is Jay Sheik, Jeremiah Sheik. He is the line artist on this book. Best known now for Hush Ronan. A a series from Band of Bards that uh, looks spectacular. It's in previews right now. Uh, Rajesh Kumar is on colors. He's a fantastic colorist out of India, really a solid guy. And he's worked with Jeremiah before. They have a great creative chemistry together. And then our letterer is uh, Nathan Kempf, uh, who works on Mechaton and Frankenstein with us. Not that you would realize it. He's such a chameleon, like he, he's very good at just going in and fitting whatever style the book needs. You can't really tell that it's him doing it, he just does such a good job matching the, the tone. And then big shout out to uh, Brenda Snelby, who designed the logo and Kickstarter page. So when you scroll and you think to yourself, oh, this looks really beautiful, this is really well laid out, that's all Brenda.
1: And it is very beautiful and very mm-hmm. well laid out. And it provided all the information very succinctly there. So yeah. I, I loved it. It's it's just amazing. Like The pops of the colors, the not only on the campaign itself, but in the artwork. We had Jay Shek on uh, last mm-hmm. year as well, too. Just talked about Hush Run and the Mad Journey. That was an incredible story in itself. You pull together such great people here. What is the joy of working with these individual people to put together a comic like that?
0: Oh, it's uh, the joy of, of putting together a super team. <laughs> um, watching the story evolve at every, every juncture. It's a very personal story to me and Dalton. It kind of came out of us at, a, at some of our lowest moments. This idea of a guy stuck at the bottom of the ocean, you know, unable to really find his way out. So to share that with someone and, and for them to see like our vision for it and, and why it was special, that was already a, a really fulfilling moment. But then for Jay to come in and really realize the characters, already he's adding, you know, so much more personality than we put into it, just, just through his character acting and through through the way he draws them. And then seeing Rajesh come in and turn what was a beautiful drawing that that Jay made of the ocean into this claustrophobic and, like, palatable, like, it's if you have philosophobia, like, maybe don't read this book. It is... It's very, you know, it takes place mostly underwater, and it is uh, really intensely, like, well-colored for that. It it feels like you are in the murky depths. Nathan always finds a really unique voice and a way a way of making the lettering stand out. So, I am always thrilled to be working with him.
1: Let's talk about the story itself. Here, obviously, you know, you said this was a personal story uh, for Mm -hmm. both of you to and and we'll talk about the themes obviously with this here you know talk about the the actual comic itself here how did this come about and what is the some of the main characters that we should be focused in on for this series
0: sure so the initial idea uh was dalton had after college we were both kind of lost which many people are we didn't really have much direction and dalton was out on his own away from his parents for the first time away from his his girlfriend who is now his wife living on his own it crushed him he didn't have an outlet and after about a month he packed it and moved back home and in just kind of a haze wrote the first draft of, of the first issue of Depths, which that first issue has stayed very consistent uh, throughout the many drafts of this story that we've done. He wasn't able to really form it into anything that he was satisfied with. So when we started working together, that was our first project that we tackled was, was this idea in the script. He told me about it and immediately. I was like, yeah, I see it. A guy stuck at the bottom of the ocean for three years. I've been that person. So I, I knew right away that like I, I could do something cool with it. And yeah, we, we worked on it together. We did about four drafts of it and formed it into something that we could both really be proud of. Yeah. The story itself, uh, a scientist, uh, Emil Parker. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot that name. Emil Parker builds this underwater diving suit, perpetual diving suit. So he never theoretically has to come back up. We'll sustain him, you know, while, while he's down there. And then an accident occurs and he gets stuck down there. He built it with his best friend, James Harrigan, who's, who is also an engineer, much more of a, a bright personality, much more of a socialite, very different personality, but they're bonded, they're brothers. So while Emil is looking for a way out and trying to survive underwater james is on the surface looking for him trying to figure out you know where he is he has full faith that he's still down there but he's also got to continue to live his life and pay bills and whatnot while while also knowing that your friend is is stuck like that and then there's uh the two my two favorites secondary characters grace martin who is a reporter that uh, plays a hand in the accidents that causes Emil to get lost, and also plays a, a really important role in the search operation for him. And Douglas, who is an octopus, that Emil finds underwater and sort of befriends as, as the only thing that he can talk to and, and really confide in. But yeah, it's it's a story about dealing with grief and, and loss and struggling and trying to survive in, in the most inhospitable places
1: it's it's an amazing story i mean i, I definitely want to pick up a, a digital copy of it as well too for sure because i want to i want to be able to just see more than what what the campaign shows right like this this is definitely something that that will need my full undivided attention you know for at least a couple of hours for sure to to really mm-hmm. dive into it uh, no pun intended but the the <laughs>
0: It, it's been a gift for podcasters. Every time we come on there's a new there's a new depth pun that comes out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that just came off the top of my head. I mean, that was just like mm-hmm. <laughs> give, give, give me some time. I'm sure I could do a full podcast just on depth type humor and,
0: and oh, it, it writes itself. It yeah. absolutely writes itself.
1: <laughs> is, is there gonna be an a, a issue 1.5 where it's just all puns. The entire <laughs> series is just depth puns.
0: Oh, what a what a different book that would be! Uh, <laughs> now there is going to be a book two. So okay. this is book one, 112 pages. Book two will be 112 pages, and that will be the full story of depths. Just those two books. But yeah, no, we're not planning on on making a, uh, i you know what? If if you guys support it enough, I will make that a stretch goal. We'll, we'll make a we'll make a depths pun book.
1: <laughs> Dad jokes in the depths of hell. I mean. Uh... <laughs> This journey itself, you know, you, you both have worked well together on Rakuten and Frankenstein, the Unconquered here. But but going to this side of things, and I I almost wish we could have had Dalton on the show actually. That would mm-hmm. have been Uh, a great way to kind of dig into his mind because while you work well together while you both work well together
0: it started out his story but at this point and he would agree with this it has definitely become our story like there are definitely parts where we can pick out yeah i wrote this or yeah I, i you know you came up with this idea and i wrote this character but at this point it's been passed back and forth so many times (laughs) <laughs> you you know it's it's no longer really like either of yours individually when you you know give it back to someone and say hey this was a really good line good job and they're like i think you wrote that but i can't remember and <laughs> there's just as much of me in this book as as there is dalton it did start as his idea and i do give him full credit for that but yeah it, it's ours that we shaped together and it's it will undoubtedly become you know jay's and, and Rajish's and and Nathan's as well because they all add something to the mixes as well it's just the nature of collaboration but
1: your campaign is currently ongoing here uh which yes. is wonderful to see I believe it's uh it's a month-long campaign is that right
0: yes so it, it started on the first it will end on the 31st uh, of May which is the month that we're currently living in but might not might not be the month that the a future listener might. So yes, it's it's running for the entire month of May. To my knowledge, uh, we're approaching 40 percent funding yeah with with i think 21 days left somewhere around there or 20 days left certainly doable going to be very hard but we're we're going to keep pushing for it twenty thousand dollars is is a large goal it's nothing to sneeze at we figured this was the best time to sort of debut it it's something that's been you know eating at us for for years now we don't want to keep it in the uh the drawer anymore we so don't we- want to keep it filed away
1: Looking at the tiers though that you have here, what are some of the tiers, since you've obviously run campaigns, you all run campaigns in Mm -hmm. the past as well too, so you know the depths of what you need to do. That was not a joke. (laughs) I did not mean that for a joke. You know what you're getting into with with these types of campaigns. Sure. What is something new on this particular campaign that maybe you you haven't released in past Mm -hmm. campaigns?
0: Oh, well, there's two big ones. The hardcover which we've never done a hardcover book before because up to this point, we've only done single issues. So this is a much bigger book and we're, we're sort of preparing for the ramifications of that, of, of shipping a bigger book, printing a bigger book, <laughs> learning how to do things like design the spine and, and just the little things that no one thinks about. And that's been a really exciting thing that we've been able to offer because a lot of people really love, you know, big hardcover books and love more or less complete stories that people will be drawn to this that that aren't drawn to the single issues just because there's more story there. That said, the, the most exciting thing that we're doing that's brand new that we've never done before is uh, a draw me in tier to incentivize people, you know, spending uh, a little bit more, getting us where we need to be. We have... Tears for you to draw uh, yourself into the book, get drawn into the book, Jeremiah will draw you. <laughs> as either a, a background character, extra with a line as we call it. So you'll have a line of dialogue somewhere in the book. Uh, we have a couple of slots for minor characters. So characters that actually have like a full scene that affect the story that we can draw you into. So you can be a part of a book, uh, both metaphorically by funding it and also literally by having your face drawn in there. <laughs> So every every physical copy comes with digital. Okay. I say so so you get both. You you have the ability to 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 rely on one store it just in case uh you know there's a little bit of a delay probably between the the digital coming out and the physical going out, printing and whatnot. Uh so that's a benefit we give to everybody. Everyone's name goes, goes in the book as a thank you page. That's something we often can't do with single issues because there's not enough space, but there's a lot more room in this book. There's a lot more pages. So we have more, you know, if we have to do three pages of a thank you page, great, let's do it. We've got three different covers. We've got uh, an enamel pin. This is the first time we've ever done an enamel pen. It is distinctly not in the style of the book because uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's done by uh, Fernando Pinto who draws uh, Mechaton, our other series. Yeah it's very cartoonish it's a little octopus named Or it's 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 a depiction of douglas the octopus because this book tends to be a little bit heavier deals with some i was gonna say the 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 depths of the human soul or whatever (laughs) uh so yeah puns galore uh but yeah it kind of dregs up those those emotions it can be a little bit bleak at times and there's a lot to the book it's not just that there are jokes there there are action sequences but it deals with that a lot so we wanted to create something that was a little bit more positive and and reflected sort of the the positive message that we think lies at the heart of the book Uh, so we made a sticker and an enamel pin of this little cartoon octopus that says douglas believes in you because he does, and, and if he believes in you, you can too. That we had made extra for the book, and we, we made this beautiful poster uh, by Tina Isola, who is uh, a friend of mine from Nashville. She created this really gorgeous, it almost looks like a blacklight poster, our underwater landscape a very small a mill and douglas in the center of the of the thing looking out into a, a vast bright ocean because of the many things that this book is about sort of the of, of that we loved exploring with it the natural beauty of of the ocean and our world and, and things that we never get to see was very much a driver for it you know one of the great things about uh, being able to make this book was doing all this research into you know what it would be like to be underwater. What what the ocean looks like. What kind of creatures live down there. The challenges about living down there and and uh, exploring that space in a way that a lot of stories don't get to.
1: Immediately, I was kind of drawn to like a Bioshock, or I was drawn to National yeah. Geographic, and then you know things that we grew up on, or things that are mm-hmm. not always widely referenced these days since we have the internet. You know, you look at Jacques Cousteau, or you look mm. at you know everything. That drove our imagination, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, like absolutely know, and the campaign is a huge influence. Like I, you could easily see it. It was just there is so much media content out there that you, I'm sure you got overloaded with probably some of the stuff. Oh, for sure, include and couldn't.
0: There was, I mean, there was so much stuff that we left on the cutting room floor. And to the point I got so into researching like ship design and what kinds of ships were made when and for what purpose and what they looked like and stuff. I wound up just turning that into its own series. So I have a five issue mini series that is about sailors and is sort of supernatural and takes place on a trade merchant ship, as well as an eight page short in the Band of Bards anthology from the Static. Oh, the the opener is called the infant and it, it was sort of also born out of this research of it's about a whaling vessel and some horrific scenario happens there. Um there are stories where you have to do a lot of creating and a lot of inventing and then There are stories where just kind of the world takes care of itself. The research sort of guides you and everything you read about is just like, oh, that's really cool. Let's put that in. Let's find a way to put that in there. And as you said, I grew up, the very first thing I ever wanted to do when I was a kid was be a marine biologist because I wanted to study sharks. That's what I liked. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, And to this day, I know an unhealthy amount about shark anatomy and and behavioral patterns and species and et cetera, et cetera. So so yes, I, I got very specific specific in the book when it came to the animals that we used and like the kinds of species and, and where they live and how that like everything works that way
1: favorite shark that isn't the great way
0: oh ooh, favorite so uh, whale shark is my favorite spiritually i i identify it because it's more Plankton aren't really plants, but it's it's more it's it's kind of like a vegetarian, and I'm I'm a vegetarian. It's also giant and beautiful, and I there's nothing I want more than to to swim with a uh, whale shark. I love wobbegong sharks for how weird they are reef sharks so they but they're made to like blend in so they've got this weird face (laughs) that kind of like stretches out and they're sort of flat and they're ambush predators as far as like being a good shark hammerhead is my favorite it is the ultimate (laughs) it's the ultimate argument for evolution does what's efficient not what's aesthetic because it looks like an idiot but it is so much better at being a shark than most other ones. And then uh, cookie cutters are are probably the weirdest little guys. Hold a special place in my heart for that. Cookie cutters are about that long. They have a bioluminescent strip on their neck. Uh, And the point of that is uh, they live at such depths that there's very little sunlight, but there is enough. And so if you look up at them like as a fish, it looks like they're a much smaller fish than they are. (laughs) And so things will go and try to eat it. They will attach to the thing and like create this little ice cream scoop of meat just out of them. That's why they're called cookie cutter sharks, because it looks like they just have ball out this little scoop of them. Uh, We didn't know that they existed until the Cold War when we had uh, submarines that we thought that their sonar kept going wrong and we thought the uh, Russians were messing with them. Like, we almost got fully into World War III, and then a submarine surfaced, and one was still attached to, like, to the rubber. Uh, and that's how we discovered that the shark is even real.
1: <laughs> okay, then which one would you get a tattoo of?
0: Which one would I get a tattoo of? Ooh, this is a legitimately a hard choice. <laughs> okay, I don't have that many tattoos. I've got this one, uh, or, yeah, this guy, which is for a friend, and I've got this guy which is for a very beloved pet i'd probably go for a wabagong just because they look they have, they have a unique shape of it either that or a hammerhead
1: so you could have done the cookie cutter and then got you know, bioluminescent ink or something like that <laughs> UV ink or something and then you know i don't know if they make that that's interesting
0: but yeah it, it would be it would be one with it would either be like a great white where it's it's very like everyone knows what it is or be one with a distinct you know shape another one that comes to mind sorry i'm not going to keep just talking about sharks the whole time i promise but another one that comes to mind is the thresher shark has this like beautiful long tail that's the entire like length of the rest of its body and it uses it like a whip to stun fish they generally travel in you know these tight little clusters and it's hard to get one individually but you just shock them in the water so they stop moving for a second then you eat them It's it's a really cool hunting technique. Like,
1: (laughs) well, now I have enough content to have uh, favorite sharks of Wells and uh, (laughs) on YouTube. So there you go. That's that's
0: someone is asking the hard. I've I've never gone into a deep shark monologue on a podcast before, so I know you're asking the right questions. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look, if I can't go introspective, I'm going to dive into what you like to do. So, (laughs) geez. and there's another pun. You know, you talked about some of the themes here as well, too, briefly, uh, during our conversation. And what was something that you learned when talking with Dalton and working out this story that maybe you didn't know about him or about this creative process between the two of
0: you? I mean, really everything. <laughs> this is our first collaborative process together. So it was, it was very much us learning to write together. This is how I learned how to write Comic scripts. I originally wrote it as a film script because that's what I'm. I was used to writing at the time was a lot of uh, screenplays, and he was the one who kind of broke down. Like, no, you have to take it page by page and panel by panel. You, you can't just like imply motion because that's not a thing that <laughs> that that comics can do. So there was that. There was also just like it, it was cathartic in a way because, it, as I mentioned, like it's a very personal story. It's about grief. It's about loss. It's about it's about learning who your father is. Like there's, there's all these like kind of layers to it. It was very cathartic because it was like, these were things that Dalton had either brought to me or, or kind of buried in the text without realizing it. And I was so it was nice to be like, oh, this isn't just me going through this. They're, you know, this, this is a, if not a universal experience, at least one where people generally will, will find themselves at some point in their lives feeling this way. I feel like of all the sp- Stories that we've been able to tell, this one is the most in my wheelhouse personally, and the most outside of Dalton's normal field of expertise. He's normally very like action and and all ages and adventure focused, uh, whereas I tend to be more magical realism and character studies and the big heavy thematic stuff. It was really nice to be able to work on this book for that reason because it's it's what I love to do. What I learned was mostly just form was mostly just like how to how to write comics, how to bring people together.
1: Hey, uh, if you can learn something from anything, you move forward in life. That's oh, reason. absolutely. So you know, more power to you, and this is going to set you up for maybe a story in the future,
0: <laughs> in in more ways than one. <laughs> What's funny about comics as a as a form. At least at my level where I'm not, you know, able to put out an issue a month, you know, as frequently as I would like. What you're seeing is often what I was writing two, three years ago, or in this case, five or six years ago. Yes, I love that we're getting to put this out when people are like, what are you going to do next? I'm like, you mean, what have I already done (laughs) I've got a whole graphic novel after this one that I want to <laughs> that I want to write like there's definitely more in the barrel that depths came from and and I'm really excited to be able to to start exploring that but also excited to start to continue working on new stuff it is sometimes frustrating not being able to <laughs> not being able to to just come out and do the thing that I'm currently talking about and interested in and you always sort of worry that the moment of relevance has already kind of passed you by but I find the, the more I do this the more or if we're ever at a point where it's like this story is no longer relevant, well, was it really worth telling in the first place? Yeah. Usually, they last, and that's a good. We go back and read it, and we go, "Oh wow, this is still really good." And that's a really good indicator that yeah, this is this is what we need to be working on right now. So it's both a, a curse and a benefit.
1: We can only do so much with her time in our life, and the fact that you're putting content out there and putting stuff out there with an amazing team like with Dalton and everyone mm-hmm. else, you know more power to you. I think that you're you're bringing joy to the world in some way, shape or form. and I'm glad you're doing it at least with this story and whatever we uh, talk about next time.
0: yeah, for sure. no, this is this is definitely one of this is one of two stories that I would say like I I kind of have to tell, but I, I gotta get this one out. I gotta get the next one out two full graphic novels. And if I can't make comics after that, it'll suck. It's not gonna be my favorite. But at least I'll have done that much. At least I'll have gotten those two big stories out of the way.
1: What's the other story?
0: The other story is called Dust. It's a spiritual sequel to, to Depths. It's not a literal sequel to Depths, but they sort of handle some of the same concepts and themes. But it's about a brother and sister in the 80s that take a car trip across the United States to scatter their parents' ashes. And it is... It's it was so much fun to write personally, uh, but also like still gets me deeply emotional. <laughs> one of those things that like even as I was writing it, I was like, oh, I'm I I am not keeping it together right now. <laughs> so that one, I feel like it, <laughs> I've always sort of have joked that like Depths is gonna you know get us nominated for something, and then and then Dust is gonna win it. I <laughs> I feel very strongly about these stories. I, I think that they're quite good. And I don't like to, you know, put myself in a position where I feel like I'm being egotistical, but I do, I really believe that this is the kind of story that people are going to read and and connect with. And and it's going to matter in a sort of (laughs) grander sense than just a comic that'll entertain people for a little while.
1: Well, when you, when you're at the Isers or the Rangos or whichever (laughs) ones, uh, you know, happen to nominate you and and you win an award, you know, I'll be clapping on the internet with you for you guys. So there you go.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate
1: that. (laughs) That's not ego. If you you feel strongly enough about a story and you push it enough and you put the effort that you have done, Mm -hmm. like what you've created, you'll get your story out there. It'll touch someone's life and that's all you really need to do. Awards are just, you know, happenstance
0: oh no absolutely i'm not hung up on awards by any means it's just that's that's sort of how i feel about the books and yeah getting it out there and touching someone's life that is the ultimate goal being able to feed myself would also be nice i'm gonna throw that out there but given that that is the less realistic of the two somehow
1: (laughs) Um, yeah i'm glad i touched your lives but i still need money to eat
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: Well, well, Wells, I do hate to say it, but that ends this particular episode of Two Geeks Talking. I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Before I let you go, diving into your social media here, tell us where we can find you and how we can support you, of course, where the Kickstarter campaign is and anything else you'd like to promote.
0: Yes, absolutely. So you'll find me most frequently on Twitter at Wellsthomp. It's just my name minus the last three letters. I have a newsletter called uh, Comics Cats and Cocktails, which you can find on Twitter or on my website, wellsthompson.com. I also have a Ko-Fi. If you want to pick up any of my comics outside of the context of a Kickstarter, that is the only other place to do it, ko-fi.com slash thompson. That will uh, take you to me. You can buy a book or just buy me a coffee. That would be nice too. I recently did the foolhardy task of of starting a TikTok. So if you would like to follow me there, uh, it's just my name, Wells Thompson. Please support the book. It is on Kickstarter. It is a project we love. It will not be hard to find. It's called Depths. We've been talking about it for, I hope you know what it is at this point. (laughs) We've been talking about it for a while.
1: so <laughs> Like I said, that ends this particular episode of Two Geeks Talking. You can, of course, find this interview and 1,200 plus others on our website, tgtmedia.com or twogeekstalking.com. But the website is going through a revamp. So come to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash TGTmedia. The podcast is back after 12 years where you can find this interview and a ton more from past years on twogeekstalking.podbean.com or Just search for Two Geeks Talking, the word two, not the number two, on any of your favorite podcast streaming services like iTunes, Spotify, and a bunch of others. And as I say every week, everyone has a story to tell. It's up to me to help bring that out. Thanks for listening and watching on Two Geeks Talking.